In this video, you will discover the seven types of single guys to avoid. Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, if you are new to my channel, make sure you stay till the end of this video because I will have juicy bonus surprises for you. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Number seven, the narcissist is, of course, one of the single guys to avoid like nobody's business. Now, why is that? If you have been on my channel for a while, you know that I grew up with an emotionally absent mother, also known, also uh, not known, but she was also a narcissist, right? So I developed this passion to really understand more narcissism. And so what happens when you're dating a narcissist is you will be confused as nobody's business. He will make you question yourself. He will make you doubt yourself. You will essentially lose yourself, lose your dignity, lose yourself a confidence that sometimes takes years to recover and to get just a normal sense of well-being and self-trust back into your body. Now, what you have to know about a narcissist is they flatter you in the beginning. So you have to be a little bit careful because they know when a woman is a little insecure, right? Like maybe she doesn't think she's skinny enough or maybe she thinks like, you know, she's not smart enough or whatever the case may be. Like narcissists unfortunately know that and they know exactly where to poke and where they can kind of anchor in. So the first phase is actually them anchoring in through flattery. Now, once they have anchored in and now you really feel like, wow, finally the man that really, really is there for me and who really respects me and, and really feeds into my insecurity, makes me feel secure. He takes advantage of that dependence that you have now created to him. And now he's going to break the self-confidence down bit by bit. Do yourself a favor and, and totally, totally make sure you avoid the narcissist. Number six, the player. And of course, you just want to say, duh. But hey, let's break this actually down because so many times women don't even know that they are dating a player. So how do you know that you're dating a player? Well, there's a really good chance that you're dating a player if he's not available on the weekends. He's also not really available on like weekend nights, right? And so, and he also sometimes short-term changes plans, right? And of course, he always has an excuse. Now, another thing that's pretty typical for a player is you also can't reach him, right? So either his phone will be off, sometimes hours at a time, he won't get back to you, right? And so like you kind of like start to feel like, hmm, is he playing me? Is he dating other women? Look, one thing I really learned is when a woman feels something is wrong, something is wrong, right? But what we do instead is we try to convince ourselves out of it, right? We're like, no, he's not a player. He was so sweet. He brought me roses the last time, right? But like now he's nowhere to be found and he certainly doesn't treat you like a queen. Chances are you have fallen for a player. Number five is the flake. 
So that goes a little bit along with the player, but doesn't necessarily have to. Now, here's the thing about the flake, right? And the good thing is you can really identify this very early on, right? You could see if he said, hey, let's say you met online dating. And he said, hey, I'll call you at five. And he doesn't call you until nine. Okay, you already know you pretty have a good instinct about yourself and you can already see how he is treating you, right? Uh, you know what? When I was dating, now I would always take it to an extreme, but if a man would call late, I would be, this guy cannot be trusted. I deleted him immediately out of my cell phone. And after a while, my friends bagged me. <laughs> They're really like, please let you don't, you know? Uh, so I would just like off with his head, like the queen of hearts and Alice in Wonderland. Okay. So really seeing like, okay, who's like in front of me, right? Now, also the flake, what that really means psychologically, right? It's like for one, he doesn't honor himself, right? Because he like what he thinks and what he says and what he does are like three different things. And so that means he has no integrity. And then of course, when he doesn't honor himself, he cannot honor and respect you because he doesn't even respect himself, right? So you cannot rely on this person. You will have to step into your masculine all day long, right? And you will never feel supported and eventually will start building resentment. So if he flakes, run. Number four is the workaholic. Now, I actually have a story because I had a client a couple of years ago and she was dating this workaholic and he was like, uh, you know, in Silicon Valley, you know, like up and coming or whatever. But guess what? He was married to his work. He had never time for her, right? He would constantly text her and be like, hey, we have this project. Hey, my business partner called. Hey, we have like this team meeting. Hey, we have this and that. And I can actually relate to that. I was dating a guy and he was a software programmer, right? And it was just like nonstop. So if I, when I would stay uh, overnight at his place, he would be on call like every other weekend or so on top of everything else, how busy he already was. And so, of course, needless to say, it took really away from uh, like, you know, personal time, you know, quality time. And we could never really plan anything because we wouldn't know if he would be on call, if he has to reprogram something, if he has to save a website, you know, um, like, like really be a rescue website. I mean, you know, I'm not save a website. Um, so it was like really, really annoying. And what happened over time was really like, hey, for one, my little girl got really sort of like sad and felt totally neglected, right? And, and it was, it really felt like the energy is really moving away from the relationship towards his work. Now, this doesn't mean like this can never be the case, right? If it's like short term, because sometimes we are in stages like I know somebody gets like a PhD or has like really long hours, right? For a short period of time. But if you really see this like for a very long period of time, right? Like if somebody builds their business and this particular guy for my client said actually to her, this is going to be years, right? And this had been already years. Um, then I would recommend uh, definitely airing more on the side of uh, finding someone who has more time for you. Number three, and this is like one of my favorites that we'll have some fun here, is the high chair tyrant. <laughs> and I, you may find yourself already laughing because you know what I'm talking about. But think about it, a high chair tyrant. So if we think about from an archetypical, typical uh, training standpoint, right? And my, my husband and I um, obviously developed the six masculine and the six feminine archetypes. They also have a shadow part to them. So the little boy 
the shadow part of that is the high chair tyrant. And so what's the high chair tyrant? So, well, think about it, you know, think about like a spoiled brat sitting in a side chair, not getting what he wants, throwing a temper tantrum. And that's exactly it, right? So the main marker for the high chair tyrant is really sort of like the spoiledness, right? Like the world has to work for me. And it's my way or the highway. And if I don't get what I want, I get upset, right? So those are like sort of those hot-headed guys, right? They just like have to leave the room or they will stonewall you. So they will also will start acting really childish where you're like, really? Like who's the adult here in the relationship? So if you notice that sort of like this, no, I, I wanted this lollipop, you know, and I'm not getting it. And, you know, I don't think that's okay. You know, definitely, um, worth to revisit uh, this relationship and if it's worth for you to stay in a high chair tyrant uh, relationship and really this tyrant right because it's it's tyranny it's trying to oppress you and it's trying to manipulate you and it's trying to guilt trip you that's the biggest thing of the high chair tyrant like they really will work on guilt tripping you so uh, by the way very similar to the narcissist too number two the show off Oh my gosh, I cannot even tell you. Uh, I went a few weeks ago to a uh, sort of networking event and uh, gosh, this guy, literally, he, you know, I don't know if he didn't see the ring on my finger or what, uh, but he said within minutes that he's like working with millionaires and he's so great and he's like a big shot. And uh, and then he told my friend who actually ended up being single, but by the way, very, very successful. She was not very impressed, right? Like telling her how he has like a yacht and he has everything going for him, right? So the show off, right? Like what a turn off, right? Like I watched my watch my girlfriend and she's like really credible, like very successful, beautiful, right? Highly eligible, right? And she's like, oh, like what's that, right? And the other thing also the show offs usually don't do, they don't ask you questions, right? So when you share something about your own journey or, you know, maybe you traveled the world, maybe you did some special adventures that you went on, right? And then, uh, you know, and he comes in and uh, and it's like, oh yeah, I did that too. So so the show offs, they always try to one-up you, right? There's always sort of this underlying competition going on. And guess what? There can't be a real rapport between the two of us, right? Like if there's constantly this like, oh, what did you do? Oh, I bake. Oh, I can bake too, you know? Or, you know, oh, I have this driver's license too for this particular vehicle. Or, you know, I can, you know, you know, whatever. I can do this too. I can do this too. This is actually, and the reason why, why not only does it get annoying to date a show off, but also, what happens over time is you actually start to feel it comes from a very insecure place. And what happens is you actually start to feel that they want to feel the hole inside of themselves. And that gets really sort of like, oh my gosh, like you just want to like run, right? Because you feel like, gosh, he has this hole and he thinks I'm the source of his happiness, which of course is never the case. It really triggers that avoidant part inside of ourselves because we really feel like, oh my gosh, is he going to drain me? Because guess what? When somebody has a hole inside of himself, something is missing, you can't give him anything you want. It will never be enough because they have to give it to themselves, right? So if you meet a show off, I know it can be tempting, especially if he's attractive and successful and whatnot, but I would definitely um, add more, air more on the side of you know, letting that one go, you know, <laughs> making it a good journal story, uh, maybe over a glass of, uh, you know, champagne with your girlfriends, right? But for relationships, it's going to be tough. 
And finally, number one is the rebounder. Now, my husband called it sort of the midlife crisis, crisis, <laughs> so to say, right? But so think about this, right? You know, um, I actually have one client and she had met a guy, right? And then it actually turned out that he was like in a separation. So with this, is there's actually a couple of things when you have men in transition, right? Because they're usually looking for a rebound, right? So they were in this relationship and they were used to certain dynamics and they were used to having potentially also a companionship, you know, having regular sex, having emotional intimacy, all of this stuff. And so some men, they don't want to be like, alone by themselves and actually work through also what was it for me that I didn't bring to the table also on and so forth, right? So what they will do, they will actually just jump into the next relationship. Now, the problem is they're just going to go into the same relationship the way they came out of their other relationship, which is like, okay, there's like some distortions going on. Some things didn't work out. It's a two-way street, right? It takes two to tango. So like he'll just take the same issues, the same projections, the same beliefs in that relationship, and that will also not work. So that's number one. Number two is also like when you're more like dealing with a rebounder, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Is it really about you or is it about that he just wants another relationship? So after a while, you actually feel like he's trying to fill this hole but he's actually not so your need for significance, for example, and feeling cherished and feeling special uh, will fall a little bit short, right? Now, another issue we have here with the rebounder is when we're talking about separation. Now, what does that actually mean? It gets really complex because sometimes the man is under the impression that he's in a separation while his wife has no idea right? So they'll still live together. Maybe they have kids together. Uh, maybe they have like a shared health, shared health insurance together. So many different reasons for that. We don't know how long the, the separation lasts and how long the divorce lasts and oh, if they change their mind. So in general, this whole like sort of transition theme of the rebounder, uh, not a great place to be when you are fully ready to have a deep connected long-term relationship. If you like this video, here is what's next. Number one, comment, like, and share my, my video, of course, with your girlfriends. Uh, of course, subscribe to my channel. Number two, also, I invite you to watch our powerful playlist course on how to attract the right guy for you. And finally, number three is take my Magnetize Your Man quiz that helps you to get a personalized strategy just for you by clicking the link below or going to magnetizeyourman.com. Ladies, I had so much fun creating this video. Would love to hear your feedback in the comment section and your own stories about this. What other types did I miss? Looking forward to talking to you next time. Much love. Mwah!